Welcome to It's a Fit Life Creation podcast with me, Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur and a transformation coach. Jumpstart transformation to time to transform, to boss brand, to money maker, to inspiring with influence and more. So let's create. And I lost over 55 pounds four years ago with the help of Herbalife Nutrition, Meal Bags, Team Edge, NASA, a certified public accountant. I've served in over eight industries, generating others over seven to nine figure results consistently while having my own money in chaos to create a life and a business I love. It's about the passion, the purpose, the people, and the profits to create a life and a business you love. Tune in to the stories and the journey as we create It's a Fit Life Creation. episode. I am here with Elaine Rao. She is the founder and CEO at Lady Boss Blogger, a former national wedding sales manager who all in one week lost her brother-in-law, her job, and her home and all in one week. And just like the title of her brand, Lady Boss Blogger, literally like made it happen, like overcame so many different things from a mindset aspect, from, you know, different things in her prior career to just creating massive content, massive value, massive community. Super excited to have you here, Elaine. Thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting. <laughs> and I'm sure like, like one of the things, oh my God, I was so impressed by it and just amazed at in less than two years, creating a community of over 150,000 women. So yeah, I was honestly surprised by that too. <laughs> I think I just like caught like the, the train of, you know, the woman empowerment train, I guess. Yes, and the massive um. <laughs> so talk to us about your story. Talk to us about your journey from the wedding industry into the online space, into female, like you said, the empowerment train, so many things. Yeah. So honestly, I never, ever imagined that number one, I would be a business owner. Number two, I'll be a blogger. And number three, I would be like basically own my own business. That was three things that I never, ever had in my plans, but this is how it happened. So I worked my way up to corporate America, basically in the wedding industry. I loved what I did. Um, and I, I love the wedding industry. Um, and so I made my way up to be the national wedding sales manager for a company. And, um, but one phone call basically changed my life. So my fiance at the time called me from overseas and told me that his brother had just been murdered. So I immediately called my boss and I asked him if I could go, you know, see him, be with his family and, um, 
attend the funeral and his response shocked me because he said no. And his reasoning was that it would affect sales. So that, uh, that was the exact moment that I realized that it was, um, that I was just a dollar sign to the company and nothing more. And I realized that I had to get out of there. So I basically, I quit, I moved overseas and I had to, um, and, and yeah, so I, was, I think the transition was a lot harder than I had anticipated because um, I had no plan. I had no, uh, yeah, basically no expectations, no, no nothing. But when I got there, I realized that my skills were completely not transferable. My wedding industry skills, you know, didn't translate to a developing country. Uh, number one, people don't necessarily get out get married there. It's not like, you know, like the American culture, the weddings tra- traditions and everything that are huge. But, um, in Honduras, um, I mean, only the rich get married and it's not the same as the States. Um, so that didn't transfer. And then the, the secondly, my sales didn't transfer either because I didn't speak Spanish. So I was like, what am I supposed to do here? Um, uh, like, what am I good at? What am I, you know, and so, I mean, not only was I jobless, I was also passionless. I was purposeless because my job was literally my life. Like I had overtaken everything. Um, and I had nothing, uh, like no passions outside of work. So I had to think about what I wanted to become because what I was currently, uh, you know, doing was, was, wouldn't I wouldn't be have been able to survive there. So I wanted to become a lady boss because I had actually met, um, a bunch of um, actually male entrepreneurs in Chicago when I lived there. And I was like, you know what, where's all the women entrepreneurs at? And I was like learning their like um, their way of living and their way of thinking. And I was like, this is so radical, so different. But I never expected that, you know, uh, anyways. So I wanted to learn what they knew and I wanted to become what they become, but I wanted to learn it from women. And so I decided to, you know, start a blog to learn about lady, how to become a lady boss and how to become a blogger. Um, Because actually when I was um, the national wedding sales manager as a creative, you know, outlet, I I was an intern uh, for an online magazine. And so... I basically, uh, you know, went to exclusive events and covered them. Um, and the, the reason wasn't so that I could blog. The reason was so I could go to the events. And then the blogging aspect was just, um, you know, something that, you know, happened to, to go with it. But basically, um, yeah, so basically I decided to start the blog and then it just kind of took off. <laughs> so that's the basis of the story and kind of how and why uh, so- I started it. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for like the outline. Thank you for, you know, just breaking down like the so many different steps, like so many things from that. Wow. So hitting on the pivotal point, right, where your brother-in-law is murdered and you walk in to this company into this boss where you had literally given your heart and soul and like basically saying, I'm taking, I need to take this time off for this funeral. And getting the answer of no, like major, literally women empowerment, major boss moves to stand up for yourself in that moment and in that power and in that truth to literally walk away. You know, as people, as women, like many of us have had those moments and, you know, and sometimes some of us look back and it's like, well, I wish I would have, could have done something different, but you being so present in that moment to say, no, like this is not okay this is wrong. I am not going to allow this person to literally withhold my freedom, right? And withhold me being there for my brother-in-law and to say no. And then to be, like you said, 
to recognize and have the awareness of being passionless and purposeless that you'd literally given all of you into your work, which as you and I talked before, I can definitely resonate to that on so many levels, like, you know, working through so many industries in corporate and people pleasing and aligning to the external and the profits, but not necessarily being clear and full in alignment with myself with my passion and my purpose and what, you know, I stand for, you stand for, like what you really want to do, like what sets your soul on fire and then recognizing, okay, I'm in Honduras. I don't speak Spanish. The economy of the country is such that people don't spend 20, 10, 20, 50, a hundred thousand dollars for a wedding, whatever it is. Right. And then saying, okay, and I don't speak the language. So even if they did, like I'd have to learn Spanish. Right. But recognizing your awareness and recognizing your resilience and then saying, okay, I've seen these entrepreneurs as men. And it's funny because I was literally just having this conversation with two women earlier today. Like I've seen these men entrepreneurs. I've you know, seen this for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, but wait a minute, there's only so many women, right? There's Oprah, there's Ariana Huffington. Like there's people that we've seen as staples, Beyonce, but like, I want to be one of those women. I want to be one of those women, you know, women that stand for empowerment, that equip women, that set women up for success in the entrepreneurial space. And obviously you took on the mantra and the attitude of, I'm going to do this no matter what it takes, no matter what I have to learn, no matter like what, where and how I have to show up or I get to show up and um, I'm going to create the community and I'm going to make this happen. And now two years later, wow. Well, honestly, I think that if the community had been there, I would have just joined them. But because like even two years ago, the space just wasn't evolved as it is now. I literally couldn't find a platform online that served the purpose that I, I needed. And so I created it to, to, in order to have it. So it's interesting that you say that because it was due to a, my own need and my own desire of this community um, that, you know, that it was uh, hatched or it was born. <laughs> no, I love, I love that you said like hatched like an egg, right? Or like the baby, that you were carrying the baby. Yeah. And I resonate with so, <laughs> so many things there because, oh my God, like you said, like you had this desire and this need and you looked around and you're like, this doesn't exist. And literally we were just talking about this with one of, um, one of the ladies in our community and our um, team with um, one of our coaches, Shoshana. And she, we were talking about this. I said, you know, I looked around seven years ago and then, you know, step by step and then going back to the journey, like in 2014, you know, when I lost over 55 pounds, then I, you know, started to share the results on social media, you know, the business blew up that first year. And I said, okay, I could do health only. Like, there's no problem with that. But I was like, wait a minute, there's a reason that I walk through this journey with money there's a reason why I walked through this journey with business and all these different industries. What if I simplified all that? Like, how would I want, what kind of community would I want? What kind of tools would I want if this was me now or seven years ago or 10 years ago? And I looked around, I'm like, there's no community that exists that's integrating health, wealth, and business all in one. You know, there's no ease of tips, tools, and tech. And as you know, as you walk through in your own journey, I was like, well, I went to, because again, it was a matter of not quitting no matter what going to Herbalife trainings, right? Going to Danny Johnson, going to Brendan Bruchard, going to Shailene Johnson and spending tons of time and investment and effort. And I'm like, no wonder people quit because this is hard. And it's like, well, I guess- <laughs> And you know, 
I love that you said you're using the word community because that's what it actually ultimately is about. I feel like a lot of people maybe focus on the business aspect, which is not necessarily as sustainable as the community. Because if you're in there for the community, you're in there for your audience, you're in there for you know the the people that you want to surround yourself with, then it is ultimately already sustainable. Um, but if you're in there for the money, then you're you're not caring about the community. No. So that's very interesting. Even like when I started Lady Boss Blogger, like it wasn't. I didn't start it to make money. I started it because I was lonely and I needed to connect with women online. You started <laughs> so it yeah, I'm heart. glad you said that. Thank you. You started it because of your heart, because you recognize the awareness how before it was focused on money and work the same like I did. There's no accident that we obviously connected. And you're like, well, I want to create this. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel connected to my heart. And that's the same thing. It was starting Fit Life Creation. It was my first event was an event to give back to the homelessness. Like I I lost money on it, but I was so happy and so grateful to literally be walking in passion and purpose and seeing this community. And to your point, I love how you talked about earlier where you're like the community didn't exist. So I created it. So it reminds me of like, obviously I resonate with that, but it reminds me of, you know, the matrix where Neo at first, like he tells him he's the one, right? And then he doesn't believe it. But then in every like next, like, you know, next uh sequel or whatever it is you can tell where his belief starts to shift like no I am the one like I am the one and you kept going because you recognize well there's a reason I have this dream and this desire and there's a reason why this doesn't exist now and so I'm gonna carve out my own space in the world and I'm gonna create this and you hit on like something I talk about all the time the aspects of yes the strategy the structure and the systems you know behind the content behind all this, but the foundation of it all is creating things like this podcast episode, is creating blog posts, is creating all this value out, you know, in the world and this community, and then leading into the stability that people see that you keep showing up, that you're consistent. And it's not about the money, it's about the value, it's about the community. And then the stability comes from like, for example, like even looking obviously at your platform too, like you have all this amazing resources and all these amazing aspects of, you know, just even looking at your linker tree, looking at online courses, free 21 day, build a better log, build a better blog, free seven days, start a money-making blog. Like obviously we align on so many different things, but it's giving all this stuff away for free and trusting that we're in co-creation and that the community will grow organically, that the money will come in every direction. Right, exactly. And honestly, I feel like with like the audience, like I, I love the way you, you talked about uh, the consistency aspect. Like I feel like honestly, a lot of people, they, you know, of course you want your audience to grow, but yeah, are you showing up for them every single day? Um, and when you do that, you're, it's, it's basically like a, like an extension of yourself. It's not something that's forced or something that's inauthentic because it's what you naturally do every single day. I mean, with Lady Boss Blogger, how it was able to grow, you know, from a hundred, you know, from zero to 150,000 followers in just two years and zero to 15,000 subscribers in just two years was simply posting every single day. Like, the audience, like my audience literally knows that they, they can expect a brand new blog post at 6 p.m. Central Time every single day. And we haven't failed to post a brand new blog post for two years now. So that's a lot of content out there. And that's like a lot of value, too, you know. Um, 
I like to think of it as like a family or like a, a father and a mother who's like there for their children, you know, like if we all like consistency, right? Um, and so like if they're, you know, constantly there, able to give advice to you, they're already, that's an automatic, trustworthy and reliable uh, source because you're constantly there. Um, same thing, that a similar metaphor that I like to use is, you know, when you go home after work, after 6 p.m. and you want to turn on your favorite show and if one day it's not there, you're like, okay, I'm switching shows. Like, they're, I, I can't believe they're not airing, you know? Or you might give them another shot and if they don't show up again, you're just like, you know what? I'm switching shows, right? So if you're there consistently, you're, you tell them exactly when you'll be there. Um, people, people will, like, surprisingly be there when you when you tell them to (laughs) well and to your point I love like several things that you said with like a little bit of twist too that I've learned like in the abundance of all the resources we have today so for example like you one you talked about obviously like the showing up and the consistency which leads to like you said like a parent shows up for their kids then they know that they can count on you to show up they know that you're going to be there and they know that you're offering value consistently and that it's not about the money because you're not even asking for money. You're just like, Hey, here's some value. Here's how I'm going to help you make your life better. Whether it's, you know, business, whether it's blogging, money, health, you know, all the above. Um, like this is what I learned and I'm sharing. And then, like you said, like in your case, you do a post and you haven't failed for over two years, which is amazing. Like major, like boss moves you know, every day at 6 p.m. Central that they, you know, count on you, like you said, your TV show versus what I've realized on our end is like, okay, we put out, you know, three to four blog and podcast episodes a week now. But at the same time, I started to realize, well, wait a minute. Yes, people go and read and yes, people are doing the audience, but wait a minute. I've got free access to Facebook. I've got free access to Instagram. I got free access to all these platforms now to where we can literally like, you know, back in the day, you would pay thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars to run a commercial and to show people anything, you know, and now we're so like saturated. And then also recognizing like some people will only be on Facebook. Some people will only go to a podcast. Some people will be on all of them, but it's like showing people like the behind the scenes of what you're doing. Cause a lot of times people are like, well, how do you do this? Well, you just do it. Like you keep going. And you figure it out, like no different than you were figuring it out as you go. Or Marie Forleo talks about, you know, everything is figure outable. Like you figure it out and then you share as you go. Right. Like, yeah, I, f- I feel like that is like the one thing that basically being an entrepreneur is, is basically just doing it. And cause you know, everybody talks, everyone, you know, has ideas, but the only ones who have the ideas and actually implement the ideas are the entrepreneurs. And that's the only difference, you know, it sounds so easy, but like, I mean, I have so many friends, you know, who talk about, Oh, I, I thought about, you know, uh, starting that drop shipping store. or I thought about starting a blog or I thought about, you know what I mean? Everyone thinks about ideas, but very few people actually, implement them and just do it. Like I, I just started a uh, e-commerce store, uh, for a uh, business, uh, dress, you know, for, for business dresses for women. And, um, all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, I, I, I thought about this, you know, and this for years on end, I was like, Oh, well, you know, I just created it, you know, and then I just made, you know, uh, so already, I've already made some sales without even promoting it yet. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, doing it and then figuring it out like when I made my first sale I, I called up my friend who was like you know a pro at drop shipping and I was like what do I do you know now that I made a sale like how do I actually fulfill the order you know like I had no idea so like 
you just have to like learn as you go and you just take the steps like you like sometimes you'll know like okay I have the next like I have the vision right like I like to say here's the vision and I might know the next two to three steps right talking about which I love like you were talking about that all these people have incredible ideas right and it's funny that you said that I was literally in a lift the other day and I was talking to this girl and she was telling me how she has over 20 manuscripts done and I asked her I said okay that's great I said but how many do you have published and she just stopped and looked at me and I was like and how many did you edit and she was like none and I was like so let me give you some perspective I said, do you, do you know where the biggest place of dreams that have died are in the world? And she was like, no, where? And I said, the graveyard. And she was like, wow. And I said, there's so many literally dead dreams that people have gone to their grave with that were given to them by their creator, by the universe, but because of fear, because of excuses, because of whatever, they chose to not take action. And I said, so you've written all these books. I said, but why haven't you actually edited or published them? And I said, I would challenge you to think about, is it fear? Like what's stopping you? And she's like, well, I have to get a publisher. I have to get this. I have to get that. I was like, no, you don't. I was like, girl, you can go on self-publishing on Amazon right now and publish, edit your book yourself on Kindle Create. I said, Google, right? I said, Google is such a resource. I said, you can Google self-publishing. You can have someone else do it. Or you can do it yourself on Kindle Create. I said, I literally just did it. Literally. So I said, I'm not telling you anything I haven't walked through. I said, but when you train your brain to think about, A, I'm doing this. I'm taking action. Messy, imperfect action. I'm going to get better and better as I go. Like with everything. Like you know, with any angle, like we talked about sound before we got on the episode. I was like, oh, I left my adapter. I left this. I could say, oh, you know what? Let's reschedule. Let's do this. It has to be perfect. It's like, no, like the value is important to get out there and to share and to take action. Cause I learned in my own journey of like, you know, perfectionism or struggling with different things. But then back to the book, I said, you get, I mean, you hear this from everyone, Rachel Hollis, you hear this from Marie Forleo, from Oprah, from so many different people that have gotten there, right? Like the messy and perfect action. And I said, you know, you can get on Kindle Create, you can publish, you can do self-publishing. I said, because at the end of the day, if you don't take action on that dream, typically it gets reassigned to someone else because the universe and the creator is like, hey, it needs to get out there, period. And I'm going to call you, but if you don't take the action, I'm going to find someone else that's willing and then also I'm going to give you help as you go, like other people that are aligned to help you create the community, to create the mission, to create the vision are going to help you as you go, or that dream is going to die and people that could have been helped or could have been served won't be. And like, I definitely feel this from you. Like, I believe like when you have like this call or this dream and this desire, like we have a responsibility to our audience existing and future because if you don't start showing up well then you're not going to ever have an audience you know so all these different aspects of like you said you'll hear people that say i had this dream but did you do something about it did you take a step like one step two step three steps and it's like a staircase the next dream shows up or the next step shows up right yeah i like to tell my students basically um you know when they're struggling i tell them you know what 99% of the time, you're going to be in progress mode. 
Um, so like that 1% that you see, you know, that are the successes and, uh, you know, things like that, those don't necessarily quote unquote last. Um, and those are, are, are not what you should be necessarily striving for. All you need to strive for is, you know, as you said, like that staircase, you know, the next step, um, instead of thinking, I feel like when it comes to dreams, um, you know, of course we want to dream big and we want to, you know, but I think for me, a lot of people ask me like, oh, you know, what are your ultimate, I don't know, 10 year plan. I'm like, I don't have one. Um, I am just in progress mode and we'll see where it takes me, you know, cause I could have, you know, like a, a solid plan. And of course, you know, the, the steps in, uh, I take might not necessarily bring me there. Um, and I just find it's easier to live in progress mode, um, and just learn as, and live as you go versus, you know, having a solid something in your mind. I totally agree with that on two aspects. So one, I definitely have a vision. I definitely do like a vision board and I definitely have like dreams and things where like desires in my heart, whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years, right? Like I don't put, I've learned, I don't put a timestamp on it because I'm going to still keep going until, right? And then to your point, I definitely focus on being in progress, like in the present moment, because it's like, okay, here's the vision. But I'm not going to sit here and marry myself to the vision of it has to show up in a certain way or it has to align in a certain way because then you take the joy out of the journey. Because if I was so focused on a, you know, if we're so focused on the end result or that 1% like you articulated, which, you know, a lot of times I think in our society and our culture, we get so stuck on the 1%, right? It's like, no, the 1% arrived. Because 99% of the time I was doing things behind the scenes, I was showing up or we were showing up no matter what, taking messy, imperfect action that 95% of people never saw, ever. So you see the 1% and you think the glitz, the glamour, but even using like a Beyonce as an example, I mean, she was dancing and singing at the age of five that no one knew who Beyonce was back then and people don't realize are Oprah, like so many things. And like you said, it's like 99% of things are done behind the scenes and it's learning to fall in love with the process and who you get to become and who you show up as, as you progress from one step to the other. So I love that you said that. And I definitely say all the time, I am and always will be, I just did a post on this, a work in progress. Yeah. I feel like even, you know, with like how Lady Boss Blogger started and what it is now and where it's going is completely different that, or not completely, but it's, it's morphed into more so what it, you know, basically, you know, my interests, you know, have changed or my different, you know, um, like initially there's like the interview process was more so like basically, you know, every other day we interview female entrepreneurs and the interview process was more focused on the story and like their journey of how they, you know, became who they are and different things like that. But then as I started, you know, reading more and more after a whole year, I was like, you know what, I'm interested now in the business tools that they use. I want to know how they actually run their business behind the scenes, not just, so the first year was all about inspiration, which is where I was personally at. And then the second year was actually about, okay, what are the practical tools that they use? So I mean, even though it's the same concept, it's a different way of the approach presenting it or going about it. Mm-hmm. No, I love that you said that. So relate to that on several levels. So like initially, just in general, it was like, okay, what does an all-in-one and lifestyle brand mean, right? So it was, oh, the fundraiser event. Then it was, oh, the retreats. Then I realized, wait a minute, like 
to your point, like what's the foundation of it all? The content. What's the foundation of it all? The online automation. And then I realized like as things morphed, it was like, okay, yes, the inspiration matters, right? But then people want to know the how-to. People want to know, okay, it's health, wealth, and business in one. Or in your point, you know, lady boss blogger, how to make money, how to build your blog, how to create community, all these different things, right? Obviously, like in different ways overlap. And I'm a big believer, like, you know, we talked about this, just reflections, attracting community, being open to different people. I didn't know I was going to meet an Elaine, you know, on my journey. But it was like, hey, here's the space. I would love to have a friend, you know, Elaine, and connect with the story and share the journey and learn from, like, how you created this amazing community and all this value. And then it's the evolution of thinking about, okay, well, what does that mean? Like you said, the tips, the tools, the technology. Because I realized, like you did, well, part of my struggle was how do the tools, like, with health, with money, with business incorporate? Like how you just talked about. How do the business tools incorporate into building a blog, into making money, like the tactical, not just the strategy, but the tactical, not just the inspiration, but the transformation. And then you morphed. And like how I talked about, like in the, I realized last year, I was like, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, how do you do this? So I was like, oh, well, let me show you more behind the scenes, whether it's, you know, a blog, whether it's a podcast, whether it's an event. So you can feel like you're in the journey and you can get an idea for yourself. So thoughts on any of that and like how has your journey has evolved? Wait, sorry. The, the, uh, did you ask a question that it, it kind of broke up? That's okay. Quick? I was saying that um, thoughts on that, like how as your journey evolved and obviously you continue to see your journey evolving. Oh, a thoughts on uh, how the journey has evolved? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, just going back to what you said, um, you know, just earlier on in the sense of when you take the actions, you take the steps, you, you start learning about yourself, you start learning about, you know, your audience, you start learning about what you like to create, you start learning about what they want from you. Um, and a good way to, to, to stay, you know, active and engaged is actually asking your audience what they want from you. Um, I remember at the beginning of the year, I asked them, I was like, okay, so do you want YouTube videos? Do you want more blog posts? Do you want more courses? Do you want an online store? And the majority said YouTube. Now, I'm still getting around to it. That's like a real toughie for me. But like 90% of them wanted to see me on camera. And I was just like, you know what? It's it, of course it's still a process and I'm going to start it, <laughs> but I was I've been focusing on other things such as the online store and um, different things like that. But you know once you have an audience and once you uh, and you listen to what they actually want from you, that's how you'll continue to grow. That's how you continue to um, you know uh, grow yourself as well. Like honestly, even like in regards to video. Um, I mean, just a year ago, I wouldn't even have been on video, you know, like it started from, you know, podcasting first and then, you know, doing three videos, uh, just saying yes and just whipping it out and just, um, you know, a, a voice trembling, hand shaking, you know, doing it. And then I was like, oh, OK, I, I did it. Uh, what's next? 
you know, and then I started speaking in, on panels and then I started, uh, you know, speaking, you know, uh, I, I was a speaker at the keys to like a marketing success and, um, yeah. And just like, so, I mean, it's like a staircase as a process, but like if I hadn't done podcasting, if I hadn't done uh, video interviews online, then I wouldn't have been a panel speaker and then I wouldn't have been a main speaker too. So that's like the staircase effect of, you know, you, my, my motto is basically do it now and do it scared because you're not going to be not scared when you do it. Well, you know, you're just, steps. but the way to overcome that fear is by, yeah, by doing it. <laughs> no, to your point, it's so funny how like our journeys mirror and like resonate. Um, it's like, there's this comfort factor, right. Of being behind the scenes. Right. And like just the voice or not seeing the face or whatever it is. And I definitely resonate with you on videos because even like I tell people this all the time in my posts, in, you know, YouTube, like in all the channels, go back and look at my old videos. Like a year ago, literally, I filmed my first videos on my iPhone 8 in my bathroom for my seven day challenge. So like we all start somewhere in different levels, right? And then I was like, okay, I did it. Like, this looks messy. This looks crazy. Like, this looks like, you know, not like someone else's chapter 10 is my chapter one. But you know what? I'm going to do better next time. So then I did better. Then it was like, okay, let me do it on an iPhone 10. And then starting to film like the automated seven-day challenge, like face-to-face, creating our mastermind year before last. Then getting, you know, then refilming it on the iPhone 10. Because I learned, you know, you learn how to speak better. You learn how to present better. Like, same thing with building a YouTube channel. Like, it's, it's you take the steps, right? No different than you did with the blog. No different than with, like, different publications, etc. And then it was like, okay, like, what's next here? Like, what is a little step that maybe I didn't realize or I wasn't aware of that this was creating confusion or this was creating chaos? Or how can I better serve the audience? And like you said, ask. Like, hey, would this make things easier? Would this make things simpler? Is this like, does this make sense to you? And getting that interactive feedback while still aligning to your passion and purpose, but expanding. Right. No, so I love that. So I love also how you shared like your journey of the steps, like the video into the panel, into showing up face-to-face. And then now like you shared, like say, okay, I'm going to start showing up more like on YouTube or on video or just whatever the case is. And continue to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to feel comfortable when you do it. So <laughs> I need to take my own advice. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. I'm like, Wait, Katrina, you just talked about this with someone online. So guess what? You get to do this too. Like you got to practice what you preach or like walk in integrity, right? To say, okay, like it's messy. Like I tell people this all the time. Like nothing's ever perfect. Like, you know, walking through a transformation journey of stepping through like you did from, you know, wedding planning into being an entrepreneur, creating a blog, creating a community on my end, leaving corporate, transforming health, transforming business, simplifying money, you know, yes, time freedom, location freedom, but now walking towards, you know, financial freedom. There's a whole bunch of fears and insecurities and just different things that come up with beliefs that we've had that no longer serve us. So like, obviously you also share Elaine a ton on money and finances. So like what, what were like, what were like, what was some of your biggest insights or like what you share with your audience as well? 
um, in regards to making money blogging. Making money blogging or just in general, money, limiting beliefs, all kinds of stuff. I think when you give yourself no choice other than to succeed in the business, that is massive. But of course, that is also, uh, it might be unrealistic, you know, uh, I mean, obviously we all have bills to pay. We all have, you know, um, things, things to do, but, um, if you give yourself, if you change your mindset to like, all right, I need to succeed in this, then honestly, like it sounds so simple, but that's honestly all you need. You know, you just need to know that like, if, if you don't succeed, you're not going to be where, you know, like if, if nothing changes, then nothing changes, you know? So you have to change your way of thinking. You have to change what you do. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know what? I'm so, I'm too tired when I get home. Well, it's all boils down to, to priorities. You know, if it's so important to you, you will make time. Like time is made. You don't necessarily come up with, you know, more time. Like you literally section it out in order to accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish. So, um, I mean, well, honestly, I was talking to my husband the other day and he was like, you know, if, you know, my brother hadn't passed, would you ever have, you know, moved? Uh, and would you ever have quit? And I said, no, because, I, I'm not a huge risk taker. I'm not, um, you know what I mean? A lot of people think that I am because I moved overseas, but I'm not at all. Like it was circumstantial. And I feel like a lot of times that like, uh, I mean, businesses, they, they, it is circumstantial, you know, when you're into this rut and you're just like, you know what, I can't handle it anymore, or I can't do this anymore. Or because something happened, then, you know, you, you, you change, um, that is like, uh, use that as a motivating factor, um, to push you towards your goals and to accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish. I love that you said that on so many levels, like as far as, um, different things, like in your case, you shared that, um, you're not a huge risk taker, but at the same time, it's like the universe knew exactly what to give you to push you to the next level or to push you into your true self. Versus I come from like the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm sure you've kind of gotten that from my story and us connecting that I've always been the one to cannonball like into life. So like the universe kind of taught me and our creator taught me like, okay, Katrina, sometimes you get to slow down. Sometimes you get to simply be and sometimes you get to maybe take a little bit less risk because we're trying to teach you something over here, right? And then also I love what you talked about with making time and the sacrifice that's required and how much you're willing to fight for your freedom, fight for your passion and purpose and align to it and make the time. Because I'm sure like with all the content, all the things you've created, all the, you know, community, the results, everything that there's been massive sacrifice and same here. It's like, I ask myself all the time, is this an alignment with where I want my life to go? Is this an alignment with the results I want and, you know, in health and money and business and I think it becomes a point too that the further you get along into being a work in progress, into your vision, there's a switch. Like you also said this in the beginning, there becomes a point where you make a decision that your belief and your faith become rock solid and you make a decision that you're like, there is no plan B. Like, this is my dream. This is my desire. This is going to work and I'm going to make it or I'm going to die trying. <laughs> Yeah. And I guess in, in, in your point of uh, passion, I think that like a lot of people think that they have to have this vision and they have to have, uh, 
I don't know, some kind of passion already, but I think passion is a progress in making. Um, it's something that, you know, when you explore an option, when you learn about something, you basically just want to continue learning about yourself, learning about what it is, how, what, what actually makes you tick. Cause you know, when I started, like even a year ago, I would never have said blogging is my passion. Like writing, I failed writing in like, you know, like when I was younger. Um, and it's, I've never wanted to be a writer. Um, you know, so I, but, but as I'm learning about these different aspects, I was like, wow, I'm actually, um, I'm actually pretty good at this you know, um, or I, I've, I've learned to become good at it um, because of the different elements that I like, you know. And so as you start learning about yourself, I, w- I would honestly challenge you to, you know, uh, join internships and, um, you know, to learn about, you know, the, the different aspects of, you know, your abilities, stretching your abilities or um, and, and, and testing out, you know, different things that you might not have ever thought about that you could potentially be very good at. Uh, or potentially actually really, really like. So um, even if you're thinking like, I mean, I have no idea. No, to your point, I love that you said that even if you have no idea to try it, because it's definitely a step-by-step process. Like what my vision was, say, 20, 30 years ago, right, for life changed. And as you continue to take those steps and be a work in progress and surround yourself also by others in different communities that are maybe further along than you in different areas. And when I say that to you, obviously I say that to myself, your vision expands and then you see new possibilities. And then as you try new things, like you talked about blogging or writing, or we talked about video earlier or, you know, creating like courses or retreats, like as I've tried new things and, you know, continue to try them then I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to create this. Or, oh, I want to do this. Or it's you realize, like, back to your point, as you expand and as you evolve and as you give yourself or we give ourselves the freedom of expression, of creativity, of, um, you know, co-creation, of love, to fully, like, live this life in that, like a child. That you're like, oh, I'm going to try this today, like a child learning to walk. I'm going to try that, you know, tomorrow. I'm going to get better at this. Like, how do you know you don't like it? Or how do you know you're not good at it? You know, behind anybody that becomes a master at anything, there's thousands to 10,000 hours behind that. And, and you don't know what you don't know. And I really believe, and I love that you talked about that. It's like living this life. It's like you learn, it's almost like from passion to passion you learn new passions from purpose to purpose. You learn new purpose and everything evolves. The more you seek that, that transformation or that inspiration from the inside out, as well as from the outside in through feedback, through collaboration, through community. Right. And, and going back, I mean, to once what you were saying in regards to, you know, community and surrounding yourself with, you know, people that are, you know, further ahead than you, that is super huge. I mean, even like, I mean, the, the reason why I was even intrigued was because I started making, accidentally making these entrepreneurial friends who were like, just thought so differently. And I was like, I mean, my parents are professors, you know, I mean, they're, they walk the straight line. There's like an exact rule book for them to follow. Um, so I, 
literally thought that you just get a job and then you retire and then you die. You know, like that's literally, that was my plan. You know, like I didn't think anything else because I didn't know anything else, you know, and in regards to like starting a business, I had no idea that it would be so, uh, I guess, easy, you know, or so, um, and not, and not easy, but in a sense, it compared to just 10 years ago, it's super easy to start a business, which is why everyone is doing it, you know, and succeeding at it. Um, and so I feel like honestly, just, uh, when you surround yourself with people that think on a different plane, it's super interesting to see the results. Um, and then to see how you could potentially get there because, you know, you never want to be the one person who knows everything, you know, in your group, uh, you want to learn, you know, from other people. So, yeah. No, I love that. And it's, it's to your point, it feels so exhilarating and the access that we have now, like the fact that I'm recording, you know, a podcast, live on social media that didn't exist five, 10 years ago, you know, the tools like Kajabi, the tools like Teachable, the tools like WordPress, like Wix, like all these amazing, you know, tools to simplify things that, you know, none of this existed. And to your point, like very much resonate with, you know, my parents were both um, immigrants and we came here to the United States when I was two. um, And I was in four countries by the time I was two. So on one side, I saw this like limitless possibility and freedom, but then what was going on at the time that they knew was you go to school, you get a degree, you go work for someone else. And at some point, maybe you create your own company in the same way, you know, a brick and mortar building, et cetera, which there's nothing wrong with that. But now the ease, the access to entrepreneurship, you know, whether it's blogging, creating a podcast you know, integrating Herbalife Nutrition, social media, influencer marketing, like so many different things that it's like we truly, I believe, live in a limitless, you know, arena that's, you know, hasn't existed like for years and decades and the ease of entry and access. And to your point, you know, you've heard many people, I'm sure leaders say this, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I've definitely adopted that. It's like, where can I stretch myself in so many different avenues And, you know, and finding value in every person, because in every person, it's like, well, you've, you know, you've gone further in this arena, you've gone further in this arena, like, how can I learn this from you? And then how can I serve you in something that is a gifting for me that maybe I focused more energy in XYZ, you know, amount of time ago, or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And I think that's like what has made female entrepreneurs so successful and so nice to work with is because we think collaboratively, you know, I mean, the whole Lady Boss Blogger platform is based on collaborations and is based on, you know, feature for feature or like, um, you know, different, you know, elevating, highlighting other women. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all about like, you know, that community and that, that uh, camaraderie, so to speak. So honestly, just... Yeah. (laughs) No, and definitely, and to your point, I definitely resonate with that because, you know, and some males definitely think like that and they're very collaborative and et cetera. But to your point, women, like we're naturally nurturers, we're naturally community driven, we're naturally more, you know, relational. And again, men can expand on that ability, but it, for the most part, comes to us more so unless we also were in like a masculine heavy space, right? And also what I realized is very quickly, and I'm sure you've seen this, very quickly you see like, oh, this is a woman who I want to align with. Or this is like something that I see like mutual community, mutual benefit, mutual collaboration and creation and value. 
And then you very quickly see, you know, as also that sometimes, you know, there are women out there that compare or want to compete or don't want to create in some way. And that's perfectly okay. And it's knowing like, okay, not being attached to the outcome or the who or the way and knowing that like your tribe and your community and your people are coming and you see evidence in that as more and more women show up that are in alignment with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all in the quality of the members, not necessarily the quantity of the members, yes. as we just posted about on the Instagram page. Yes. Yes. I love that you said that because so many people, as you see, get so focused on the numbers, the following, the engagement. And it's like, but wait, like what's the community and what's the vibe that you're creating? And then how are you showing up for your audience, whether it's a thousand people, 2000, 5000, because clearly you didn't get to 150,000 by not showing up for people all along at every single step. Like you talked about two years of consistently posting at the same time. Yep. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of drive. That's a lot of focus. That's a lot of faith. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, as I said, when it comes from something that is really natural to you and something that you just automatically want to do, it doesn't take a lot of energy, you know, because it drives you. It it is your energy to provide that value for your audience, you know, when it comes authentically from you. And then, and then with uh, them seeing your authenticity, they'll be like, oh, you know, then more and more people will, will be attracted to your tribe. So it kind of goes hand in hand, you know? Absolutely. I love how you said that. Cause I always say that I'm like, I, my goal is to a, you know, be free, show others like that possibility. Cause when you show up authentically, it gives people like that automatic flow and feeling free. And then people resonate with the experience of you, whether it's online, whether it's in person, whether it's your community, whatever it is. And it's like, you know, light attracts light. And from every avenue, people will see, well, I want that. You know, I don't, maybe I don't have that yet, but I want that. And this person is showing me a pathway to create, to freedom, to being a lady boss, whatever it is for them that's resonating with that piece or that communication or whatever it is that they're reading or tuning into. Yeah. So absolutely love that. And to your point, when you show up fully aligned to yourself, it takes so much less energy than when you're trying to conform to someone else's perception or ideal or version of you or the box that they've put you in. Mm -hmm. Love that. Anything else that you want to share, just insights on inspiration, on being a lady boss, on where you see lady boss blogger going as far as maybe the next upcoming steps? Um, I mean, I would just love to be more uh, present, I guess, uh, as my audience wants me to be. Uh, I want to be more, uh, you know, on video. I want to be more, you know, on stages where people can actually communicate with me, talk with me, interact with me in person. Um, Because as much as the online space goes, it's wonderful. But um, more and more, I'm seeing that, like, when you're in person, um, like, the trust factor goes way, way higher, um, even within that space. So, I don't know, like, it's it's like an automatic, I don't know, like, 15 clients, you know, sitting right in front of you, you know, versus, like, online where they're like, oh, can I trust this person, you know, like, and honestly, like, I mean, there's so much out there, you know, that when it comes to, like, you know, like, oh, let me show you this, let me show you that, da, da, and, like, Um, You just don't know who to trust anymore and you don't know who to go to. But I mean, I truly believe that like, I mean, of course, if they're putting it out there, um, more than likely they've achieved it. Um, 
But I mean, there's that other element that like you really need that, that I'm, I'm trying to tap into, which is that, um, that massive trust building element, which, which exceeds online space, which, which is what I'm, uh, heading towards. I so love, I love that you said that. And you're so spot on with that Elaine, because I came from like the old school world where first I was a public speaker for over 20 years, face to face, like no video, no social media, none of that, you know, that started in college. And, you know, progress through several different industries. And you're right. When you are face-to-face with people and they can see you, touch you, feel you, there's a whole different level of trust, whether it was, you know, an oil and gas space, whether it, you know, in education, in retail, you know, um, you know, CPA societies, you know, whatever it's been, it's a whole different level. So I had to, or got the opportunity to learn in the online space, it literally takes five, 10, 20 times more, depending on the person. Sometimes, you know, it's quicker for some people. Sometimes it's longer, but overall to gain the trust of people online definitely takes more because there are people that operate, you know, in the soul space and serve authentically. And there are people that don't, and there are people that will say one thing, you know, from a marketing messaging standpoint. And then when you actually join their tribe or when you, you see something different, or you experience something different when you decide to step away from them, you know, you understand why people have that perception. And so from a face-to-face, I can tell you even with our retreats or even with our events, you know, or again, just doing things still within companies, but on a different aspect than years ago, you know, more hands-on, different things, it's a whole different element. And the relationships you build in person, like obviously I'm loving connecting with you online, you know, we connected over the phone before, and then you can see a different aspect of connecting, you know, online, but I'm sure if we get the opportunity to meet in person and create community in person, it'll be like a whole nother evolution. And it's the same thing. People can feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even if you're looking at like, you know, the online space of like ads and stuff like that, like I'm seeing more and more people, you know, posting stuff like of them speaking of, of them, you know, in front of audiences and stuff like that as another added credibility, um, or even like being an old school press, you know, and I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting that like, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. Um, it's, it's come to a point where we're kind of go- going back a little bit, um, which is like very interesting. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the space that we're playing in right now. No, it's so funny that you say that because literally I was just having this conversation with like two, three people over the last two days. I said, I remember in college creating communities and a nonprofit where everything was word of mouth, everything was community, everything was face to face. And I said, and I realized what's happened is the online space, the social media world, all this stuff has become so saturated. Like it's so great from an abundance standpoint, but there's also so much And then the factors with the trust factors. So I said, what's happening is people are going back to the foundations of community and word of mouth. And can I trust you? So that's another reason why, like, as you saw, whether it's podcast features, whether it's our influencer collaborations, I was like, I, I tried Facebook ads. I've done some Instagram ads, but I was like, you know what? This is nowhere near as powerful as creating community with people freely to create, you know, communities and to expand value or to collaborate in whatever avenues it is, because then it becomes friends talking about friends. And it's a very different energy. Like if I'm like, oh, I go to, you know, Honduras or Chicago or whatever. I'm like, oh, I meet you in person. It's like, oh, 
Elaine recommended this, you know, amazing restaurant for me. It's very different energy than if you put out an ad, then someone might connect with, but it's going to take them some time to become a raving fan or a friend versus when you connect and create right away together and look at it more as a friendship factor, then, ooh, it's business. Right. Exactly. No, I love that. So anything else that you want to add? In regards to in regards to anything else about um, what's coming, you know, to mind for you from a passion aspect, from a purpose aspect, from what you want to share with the audience, and any closing remarks, just anything that's coming on your heart. Yeah, um, if uh, if you're interested in internship, we're always hiring new interns. Um, you know, to just to, if you're interested in learning about blogging, social media, video, anything like that, you can go to ladybossblogger.com/career and check it out. Um, but we're we're always open to you know honestly like the mentorship aspect was like the the one thing that I felt really lacked in my life once I left college because in college I was like a uh, I was a mentor all four years. And I really enjoyed that. But, you know, being in corporate America, I was like, you know, it was very stifling. I was very, you know, I wasn't able to interact. And, like, I didn't necessarily want to be a coach per se. I didn't want to get paid because, um, I don't know, for some reason, in my, to me, it felt just a little bit grimy. Um, and, and that's just very – that's just personal thing. But I still wanted to do it. Uh, but I wanted to do it for free. But I also wanted it to be valuable. So I created an internship in order to teach, you know, the next generation of women – what what I learned and everything I learned was from an internship too, you know, so um, just being able to, um, you know, hopefully, you know, provide that value back to women who are interested in learning about this online space and, you know, aren't necessarily going to college for it. I mean, I studied ceramics, you know, I had an art degree, you know, definitely nothing that I could use, you know, in the quote unquote real world. So, you know, you had getting real life experience and, you know, my current interns will all tell you like, yeah, like I put them to work. So uh, if you're actually interested in learning the behind the blog scene, um, preferably if you're at college value, but the way to also provide, you know, something that makes it easier for people through your internship, through different things. And, you know, just the ways that you're giving access to people as well, just absolutely incredible. You know, not only from someone that's interested, but someone that is a college student, hungry to learn, willing to put in the effort, willing to put in the work. So amazing. Absolutely love it. And way to, um, pay it forward and to serve, you know, just from multiple different aspects. So as you mentioned, Elaine, they can find you on ladybossblogger.com and any other insights or ways they can find you or just simply go directly to the site is the easiest. Uh, when you go to the site, uh, you, you can also access, you know, join our free uh, courses. You know, inst- we're literally everywhere, uh, <laughs> like on Instagram, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Medium, Google Plus, but that's dying. Um, <laughs> like everything that you could possibly think of, literally we're there. And you can also check out ladybossbloggershop.com, which is our brand new shop, which is all business dresses. And I saw that. I saw that yet earlier today. And I was like, oh my God, go Elaine. So I love that. And I love, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but I love like how we connected, you know, on Activate and how you reached out on Activate, which is I tell people. That's right. Yeah. I tell people that I'm like, we're on over like 15 influencers 
influencer platforms and people don't realize as a brand and as a blogger and as an entrepreneur that the same thing like with social media, not everyone is on every platform and to expand your horizon and to post campaigns and post things out there because you never know who's going to land in your lap. Like I was so like when I saw your submission, I was like, oh my God, this girl's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And talking about that, you know, honestly, like if you want to become an influencer, actually Twitter, you should, you should get on Twitter if you want to work with big brands. Cause often, I don't know what it is about Twitter and big brands, but they're always asking if you have a Twitter account and they would really? like my very first, uh, campaign that I ever did was with Intel. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, or what Twitter, like, what is this? <laughs> so I'm glad I grew it because obviously, but yeah, I mean, Instagram, of course, you know, but like Twitter is surprisingly profitable. Very so. interesting. I mean, I'm definitely mm-hmm. on Twitter too, but like I have, I've seen some traction, but I'm curious, like to your point, that's why I'm still on there because I test like different things all the time. Like I tell people that I'm like, test what resonates for you and recognize different people are on different platforms and you're still exposing yourself to different audiences, but it's just a matter of simplifying it and what works for you in a way that the flow works for you. Yeah, and another great way to use Twitter actually is uh, to actually reach out to publications and their editors or their you know people who like that are really hard to contact via email and stuff like that. Um, they respond ASAP, so it's you know um, it's a very interesting platform. It's it's like more so to like talk to people, um, and then post like inspiration than it is to necessarily. I don't know, do anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, as I said, influencer programs as well, which Mm -hmm. is very, very interesting. Well, and to your point, that's a great tip because also like, uh, just as we highlighted earlier, you've now been in over 200 publications. So obviously you definitely know from an aspect of reaching out PR wise and just, you know, exposure, sharing the story, just everything. Yes. (laughs) So surprisingly stick with Twitter don't discount it as something that is of the past it might be become uh you know within the next year but as of right now it's actually still relevant (laughs) i love that super great tip thank you so much for being here thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge super super grateful to connect and create and community and just every avenue and just so much value to help people that are wanting to expand you know in blogging in the social media space in making money and so much more thank you elaine yeah thanks for having me thank you for tuning in with me on it's a fit life creation podcast if you haven't already Head on over to our fitlifecreation.com website, follow us on all our social channels, and explore our freebies library. You'll find freebies on health, freebies on wealth, freebies on biz, and all in one. Explore at our experiences, events, influencers. We help the community and influencers get healthy, make money, and build brands. 
to create a life and a business you love.